0: Today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts Okay So you guys have heard my opinions before in terms of whether or not the New Jersey Devils should be sellers, buyers, should we tank, whatever the case might be, but my opinion doesn't really matter because I'm not the one making the decisions for the New Jersey Devils. It is Tom Fitzgerald's opinion that matters at the end of the day, and he did an interview with NHL.com, and he talked about the trade deadline, which will be here before we know it. It's going to be March 21st. What did he say to NHL.com? Do I agree with what he said? And have I said it before on the show? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast. you on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Stray Matthews. And what can I say, guys? I predicted the correct final score for the matchup between the Penguins and the Devils from a couple days ago in which the Devils came out on the losing end by a score of 4-2. to two. As I like to say a lot on this show when I get a correct prediction, I am a wizard. Now, this is the first time this year that I've predicted a correct final score. Now, I've predicted correct outcomes, whether it's the Devils winning or losing. Obviously, I'm not 100% correct when it comes to my predictions. But uh, this time around, I finally got the correct final score. I said the Devils would lose 4-2. to So here's the thing. I said going into that matchup, uh, having played the Canadians and having Played um, the Blues. I said the Devils were coming in on sort of like a little hot streak because they racked up a lot of goals. They combined for 14 goals in those two matchups between the Canadians and the Blues. But I said. Playing like that is a little inconsistent because, you know, while the offensive spectrum was great, the defensive spectrum was something that a lot of people weren't really addressing. And as we all know, when you have those barn burners in hockey, it is really hard to keep up that kind of momentum. And like I said, it is a little inconsistent and a little sloppy when it comes to playing that style of hockey. So I said the New Jersey Devils wouldn't uh, extend their win streak to three games. I also said that Cindy Crosby would get his 500th career goal against the Devils. That did not happen. Thank the Lord. That did not happen. So, Sidney Crosby still sits at 499 career goals. I'm glad he did not get that 500 goal against the New Jersey Devils, but nonetheless, Devils, once again, back in the losing column, but it was pretty much expected because the Pittsburgh Penguins are a much better team than us. They're ahead of us in the Metropolitan Division, and I just didn't see the Devils coming out victorious against them, despite Jack Hughes finally returning to the lineup. Because here's something I also said in the previous episode. I was not sure if Jack Hughes or Dougie Hamilton would return for the New Jersey Devils however both of them are back to practice Dougie Hamilton was practicing with uh, Yaros in terms of line pairing for the defensive end for the New Jersey Devils in the bottom four so I think slowly but surely he's starting to get back into the mix of things we saw Jack Hughes he was uh, present in the last game and he's still present in practice so he is finally off the COVID protocol list so it's nice to have the kid back and also the Devils have mixed up their lines a little bit in terms of putting Dawson Mercer at the right wing position according to Alex Javonsi that Might be the move that the Devils try to move forward with Dawson Mercer. However, we'll talk more about that later in the episode. So, what's the main focus on this episode? Well, as you guys might have guessed, the New Jersey Devils were not really in a favorable spot, and that's putting it nicely. We might be avoiding the inevitable in terms of the trade deadline fast approaching. I've given my opinions on it, but we have not heard from Tom Fitzgerald yet. He sat down with NHL.com, he gave his overall opinion as to what the New Jersey Devils will do come trade deadline. Where does he see this team going? And overall, like, will the Devils make a splash move? Will they just be sellers? What's going to happen? I've given you guys my overall opinion in the previous episode, but just to refresh your memories, I don't think the New Jersey Devils should be sellers, but they're certainly not in a buyer position because let's face it, we're kind of in a neutral spot to say the least. Look, I know the record doesn't reflect it. But let's just face it, I think the New Jersey Devils have been one of the most unluckiest teams in the entire NHL. Because I know people want to compare this year's record to last year's record and then the year prior and so on. But the fact of the matter is, like, we have our future set up. So we have Dougie Hamilton, we have Nico Heizer, we have Jack Hughes. All three of those players are locked up for long-term deals. Then we got Jesper Bratt, who is set to be a free agent, but barring anything catastrophic happening, I do anticipate for the New Jersey Devils to sign uh, Jesper Bratt to an extension. However, I don't think it's going to be as lengthy or as pricey as, say, Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, or Nico Heizer. I think they're going to be a little conservative about it. I think they're going to play it safe and just re-sign him to maybe like a two, maybe max three-year extension just to, like I said, play it safe because the thing of the matter is, guys, is that Jesper Brat is having a career year, but we need to make sure that it's not like a fluke year. We need to make sure that this is going to be a consistent uh, showing from him year in and year out. And you don't want to sign him to a long-term deal. This was only his good year, and then all of a sudden you're you have your backs against the walls. You're trying to get rid of him, and it's sort of like a PK Subban type situation all over again. So we got to make sure that Jesper Brat is getting paid. He's extended and part of our future. But at the same time, we got to play it safe. So you know we have our future locked up. But the, the fact of the matter is, going back to my main point, is that the Devils have just been very unlucky this season. Both of our goalies have been hurt. It seems like all of our best players get hurt at one point or another. A lot of people forget, back in January, we were actually fearful that Nico Heizer suffered a broken ankle. Thank the Lord that it wasn't the case. But still, we feared that Nico Heizer got hurt once again. Jack Hughes has been hurt this year. But, you know, I I get that him being named an all-star kind of exonerates that. I remember talking about this kind of just shuts him down for him potentially being an all-star. But uh, he he was able to catch lightning in a bottle towards the end of December and then early January. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, we're we're, we're so focused on our young guys right now. Like I said, Jack Hughes, Nico Heizer. Dougie Hamilton, Jesper Brat, both of our goalies have been hurt. And it it just seems like we're just so unlucky because we haven't been able to have all those guys on the rink at once for an extended period of time. Because it seems like if Jack Hughes, Nico Keijer, if they're good to go, Jesper Brat and Dougie Hamilton aren't really good to go. If uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier are good to go, it seems as though Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, or Dougie Hamilton, one of those players are on the injured list, COVID protocol, whatever the case might be. So there hasn't been too many opportunities for all of our guys to be on the rink together playing as a unit. And I don't know the exact stack, but I remember reading something from Robert Incan Jr. He covers the Devils for North Jersey. He's been on this show before. I remember he tweeted something out, either was in November or December, when, you know, everyone was kind of downgrading the Devils. They were just uh condescending them they were just saying like we're a pathetic organization including me at at points because I was just frustrated with the Devils organization but he tweeted out something very interesting he just said like look Nico Heizer, Jack Hughes, Mackenzie Blackwood they've only played about like 20 games on the rink together so it goes to show you that you know that actually kind of makes sense because last year Heizer missed two-thirds of the season due to injury then Jack Hughes missed a good chunk of the season due to a shoulder injury and then Uh, A couple years ago, Mackenzie Blackwood, he wasn't uh, set to be the starter yet for the New Jersey Devils. He was still flip-flopping with Corey Schneider. So it, it does make sense that Heizer, Blackwood, and also Hughes just haven't been on the rink for an extended period of time. And it it kind of affects our overall development just a little bit. So I know a lot of people just want to condescend the devils. I know a lot of people have given up on them. But at the same time, I don't think we're in a position to be sellers. But we're not in a position to be buyers. And that kind of leads to the next topic, which is what is Tom Fitzgerald, our general manager, the man in charge, What is he going to do to our roster come the trade deadline? Because, let's face it, I don't think the Devils uh, have it any easier going forward. We still don't have Dougie Hamilton back for a game yet. Jack Hughes is finally out of COVID protocol. Nico Heizer was one of the uh, three stars in the end shell from last week for his great performance. So it just seems like we have a lot of potential. But it, it, it also seems as though we have a whole bunch more of untapped potential if that makes sense so we'll talk about that in a second but first it's time for the first live read this morning and it comes from built bar so this time of the year and i think a lot of people can attest to this i pretty much have given up on my new year's resolutions but that's not this year i'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to built bar it almost feels like it's a resolution because i actually enjoy eating them so it's not really that much of a chore have you tried the puffs if you haven't tried it you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein bar infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a great treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars, like I said, are covered in 100% real chocolate, yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate and they're super healthy, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these, they are better. A typical candy bar has anywhere from two to... 300 calories, so most built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, and like I said, compare that to a candy bar, and you will see the difference. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new uh, for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. That's how great built Bar is, and it's delicious, and it will be good for you. So at built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste uh, delicious first then they figure out how to make it healthy and I don't know how but they pull it off every time so the offers go to builtbar.com use promo code locked15 and you'll get 15% off your order again use promo code locked15 for 15% off at builtbar.com and now The second live read comes from our friends at BetOnline. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. By the way, congratulations to the LA Rams and Matt Stafford. By the way, I'd say that was the best uh, Super Bowl halftime performance that we've seen in recent years. JLo, Shakira, Michael Jackson, Prince, all those people, Beyonce, all of them just put on a show for Super Bowl halftime. So from all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports bet. Needs. Bet online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, odds, uh, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, so let's get back to this overall discussion as to what direction do the New Jersey Devils go in. So basically, just a quick recap I've talked about our uh, just basically our untapped potential. So Nico Heiser, Jack Hughes, Jesper Brott, uh Mackenzie Blackwood, Dougie Hamilton. We have so many great pieces on this roster. You would think we would be improving. However, like I said, guys, I don't think the New Jersey Devils are in a sellers mindset just because we've been injured a lot. We've been dealing with COVID. We've just been a very unlucky team this year, and I feel as though it's kind of just hindered our growth and development. So, like I said, we have a lot of potential, but we just have a whole bunch more of untapped potential so just keep that in mind before you bash on the new jersey devils maybe i'm being a little too optimistic but at the same time i just believe that the new jersey devils were heading in the right direction despite the disappointing outing uh from the most recent weeks but like i said just be patient with the new jersey devils so here's what tom fitzgerald had to say in keeping an open mind with the nhl trade deadline looming march 21st so we're just a little bit more than a month away from the trade deadline so you're definitely going to be hearing rumors just circulate and we've already seen a big trade happen happened for Montreal. So just keep that in mind. We want to improve. You can never have enough good players at every position. We have a few unrestricted free agents, including Jimmy Vesey and defenseman P.K. Subban. I haven't talked to their agents. We're still over a month away. The goal was to approach the trade deadline with fighting for a Stanley Cup playoff spot. So like I told you guys at the beginning of the year, New Jersey Devils, I know I've said it so many times. My loyal listeners must be tired of me hearing it because it's not really going to happen uh, at all this season, especially since we have no goaltending. But at the same time, Time I, I believe the New Jersey Devils we were a dark horse team we weren't favorites by any stretch of the imagination but we had some potential to possibly get to the playoffs and like I said had we been fully healthy had we not had so many players just go onto the COVID pro protocol in an untimely matter because I forget who I think it was Jesper Bratt who had to go onto the COVID protocol and we were approaching a tough sp- part in our schedule so. Overall, it's just like the New Jersey Devils—a lot of untapped potential. But at the same time, I, I think COVID, the overall protocols, the procedures—they'll start to die out even more as the months progress. We've seen them change their COVID protocol after the All-Star break. I think it's going to be a lot looser come the start of the new season. I know that's months and months and months away, but at the same time, just trying to you know shed some optimistic light on this cloud of darkness looming over the New Jersey Devils organization. So. Uh, the Devils, obviously, were, were in the bottom tier of the league. We're not really uh, in the position that we were at the beginning of the year. But speaking of the beginning of the year, we were in a much better position at the beginning of the year, guys. So you, you keep forgetting that the New Jersey Devils were actually a very entertaining team to watch. We had our moments. We had our moments of just disappointment outing. But what team doesn't, okay? So I'm sure the Macho Canadians, like, you know, their lowest point was losing 7-1 to to us. That's why they fired their coach. So, you know, just putting that out there, look, I get it's frustrating. I get we want the result right away, but we just got to be patient. So right now, the New Jersey Devils, we are currently second last in the Metropolitan Division. But here's something I've been saying a lot of times on the show. We're like a cat. We have like nine lives. So the Flyers, they have 38 points. They're in last in the Metropolitan Division. So, uh, But ahead of us are the New York Islanders. They have 40 points. And then the Blue Jackets have 47. And then Pretty much uh, the, the race is over at this point. It's going to go to the Penguins, Hurricanes, Rangers, and Capitals because they're starting to pull away. So uh, the Capitals, they have 61 points. There is no way in hell we could catch up to the Capitals. That that That's out the door. No way we get a final wild card spot. I, I get it. it we're, we're not officially eliminated from the playoffs, but at this point, I think you could count out the New Jersey Devils in that re, in that regards. And that's a lot coming from me because, as you guys know, I'm one of the more optimistic Devils personalities. So if I'm saying it's pretty much a over. It's pretty much over. Like I said, Devils will have to catch lightning in a bottle, but when look at the Metropolitan Division, we're like a cat. We had nine lives. So, it was always a close race between us, the Islanders, Blue Jackets, Flyers, and then, you know, the the Capitals at one point were just not really pushing ahead all that much or whatever team was fourth in the Metropolitan Division, there was always just a small gap and a slight sliver of daylight that maybe if the devils went on a like i say a five game win streak at the right possible time we're right in there and we were right in there at the beginning of january but unfortunately we blew it yes we brought had to go on to COVID protocol mackenzie blackwood was dealing with his injuries and that's when our season kind of fell apart so i think tom Fitzgerald is correct saying like you know we want to be better and you know we were looking at maybe trying to compete for a stanley cup playoff spot but at the same time it's not going to happen this time around so does the mindset change well with the exception of maybe looking to see uh who wants pk suban pavel zaka I would say not for the New Jersey Devils because there's not really too much that we can unload, especially since we have our core set for the future. We have Luke Hughes to look forward to. We have Alexander Holtz to look forward to. We have Dawson Mercer to look forward to. We have so many people in the Utica Comets organization to look forward to that I think the Devils are pretty much done with tanking and trying to get a good draft position. Doesn't hurt if we get a high draft pick, but at the same time, it's just like, I think we're done tanking for the first overall pick in the NHL draft because we have Jack Hughes, we have Nico Heischer two former first overall picks in prior uh, NHL draft years. And then, you know, like I said, Alexander Holtz, Dawson Mercer, uh, all those guys to look forward to in their overall development. So I, I wouldn't fret if I'm the devil's organization. So Tom Fitzgerald also said, is there a hockey trade you can make to not only help your team immediately, but the future, somebody in the age demographic of where we're at with the core of our team, is there a hockey trade that makes sense for us long term, but can help jump start us now? We're not settled on we're too good up to the middle, or we've got some quality wingers, or we've got some good defensemen coming so what does he mean by that well i'll talk about that momentarily So that was actually an interesting quote from Fitzgerald because there's so many interpretations you could take with that because the thing of the matter is, is like this is one of the reasons why Dawson Mercer was moved to the right wing position in practice because remember what I've said in previous episodes, I said that we're a little too top heavy when it comes to Jack Hughes and when it comes to Jesper Brat, so you kind of have to spread it out a little bit. You need to find your offensive weapon power elsewhere because you cannot just have someone like Dawson Mercer be running the bottom six. I said Dawson Mercer is a top six kind of guy, but he's just not being, used to his uh greater potential just because of the overall state of the devils are in right now so like i said moving uh dawson mercer to the right wing position maybe it's not my first mindset but at the same time like i said you gotta spread it out just a little bit so you know sharon Govich hughes and mercer made up the top line in practice then you got zaka he's and tatar on the second line and, you know, like I said, you're just trying to spread it out a little bit. And it just sucks when all your players just aren't together. They're not up to par because I talked about how Dougie Hamilton has been out since early January due to a facial fracture. I talked about how Jack Hughes missed significant time due to a shoulder injury. And we got official word over the weekend that Jesper Braat is day-to-day with an upper body injury. Like I told you guys, I don't believe that Lindy Ruff benched Jesper Bra. I believe that he was dinged up in the last game. Thank the Lord is day-to-day, but judging by the Devils organization, what they've done in years prior, that can mean a whole lot of things. So I really hope it's day-to-day and not like week-to-week or that kind of thing. So it just sucks when the Devils just aren't all together because it's just so hard to judge this team and it's just so unfair to them and we're just missing so much firepower right now and it drives me insane. It's one of the reasons why I'm just so frustrated as a Devils fan is because you're damn right. We could do so much better than what we're showing right now, but we don't have the capability of doing so just because we have guys in and out of COVID protocol. Look, I know the Teams, they don't want to hear it but at the same time it is true we have so many guys on and off the injured list like Mackenzie Blackwood, Jonathan Bernier, Dougie Hamilton, Jack Hughes, Jesper Broad, Nico Heizer like our young core can just not stay healthy for an extended period of time so that way I can judge to see will this work or not like you know I I talk a lot about the collective um the collective losses that we have in terms of just not a good team effort. I talk about some of the ugly wins we have, but I would like to talk more about just the overall great team chemistry and how teamwork makes the dream work. I would like to see more two nothing victories from the Devils or three nothing victories, or you know, I would love to see maybe a blowout like a seven to nothing blowout. I, I know that's out of that's out of question, that's out of the picture frame, but like a, a six to one victory wouldn't hurt time to time. But, and, and, you know, uh, I, I want to see what, what I saw more from the Montreal Canadiens game. But the Montreal Canadiens, they're just a worse team than us. So what, what, what Tom Fitzgerald is basically just saying is that, you know, we're a young team. We're one of the youngest teams in the NHL. We have the youngest captain in the NHL. But is there somebody out there who can help us right now and for future uses? Because we're not in the position to be buying – players because we're not competing for a playoff spot at this point at this point we're just trying to salvage what's left of our season so it's an interesting position but at the same time we we're not really in a position to be selling the team either because we've pretty much cut off all the dead weight we could potentially cut off and if we trade someone like Pavel Zaka and P.K. Subban what do you guys honestly think we're going to get for them like I think our best bet of giving a, a first round draft pick if the Devils are hoping for that is maybe Pavel Zaka, Andreas Janssen or, or maybe Damon Severson but at the same Time I just don't think trading Damon Severson right now is the best answer for the New Jersey Devils, but uh, uh, but you know it's, there's just so many interpretations you could take of what Tom Fitzgerald said. So I think he's basically saying is that you know uh, they're not going to be like rushers. They're not going to just race to the first uh, team that offers them like draft picks or things of that nature. They're looking for an impact now kind of player and someone who can help us in the future. So if we're trading for someone who only has a year or two left on their contract, that's going to do us no good because there's no guarantee that player is going to remain with the Devils organization and help our development in the future. So there's a guarantee that Keeser, Hamilton, uh, Hughes, there's a guarantee that all three of those guys are going to help us in the future because they're signed to long-term deals. There's a safe bet that Jesper Brat is going to return to the Devils organization because it just doesn't seem like he's earned the love of the NHL quite yet. And Mackenzie Blackwood it's just like, I think we're forced to keep him. Could he be moved to the backup role if we find someone else in the free agency pool come offseason? I don't really know. But at the same time, this is what Tom Fitzgerald just said about the overall makeshift of our organization. And it's basically what I've said in a previous episode, which is I don't want us to be sellers, but uh, we're not in a position to be buyers either. And at the same time, it's just like, who do you trade? And how will this impact us for future uses? So like I said, uh, when we traded away Travis Zajac and also Kyle Palmieri, that was actually a good investment for us because that draft pick was the centerpiece in the trade because we got two AHL guys who are just, you know, guys who will get a cup of coffee in the NHL and then go right back down to the minors. And the the, the centerpiece of that trade was the first round draft pick, albeit it was late, but that became Chase Stillman. So uh, I think Chase Stillman has good potential. He's been doing pretty well in the OHL. So there's something right there, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, um, is there going to be a player out there who's going to make an impact for us right now, maybe have us go on a three or four game win streak at least a couple more times before the season is done and also be with us in the future, or are are we just going to just stay with what we got and just hope for the best? Because like I told you guys, there's a difference between selling and there's a difference between tanking. Selling is when you're just like in intentionally trying to make your team bad. And then tanking, you you're pretty much just taking all your good players and benching them, giving them little to no minutes and just, you know, basically saying, "Hey, you know, we're we're trying our best." That's tanking. So, I don't want us to tank. I don't want us to sell either. So, know the difference between selling and tanking because I know they're very similar, but they're not exactly the same in terms of overall direction of an organization. So, Overall, uh, I think Tom Fitzgerald hit the nail on the head. It's something I've been talking about on a previous episode, but I want to hear your guys' opinions. Do do you think the New Jersey Devils should be buyers? Do you think we should be sellers? Do you agree with what Tom Fitzgerald is saying? Do you uh, agree with my overall stance in terms of just our young core, the future of them? And is it really fair to judge them this time around considering the fact that a lot of them have been injured and they haven't seen the rink too many times during the course of their careers and just haven't really gotten used to one another quite yet. I think the development is there. I think the direction is there. But we just have so much untapped potential. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So hit me up on, on my Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And hopefully we can come out with a win against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's game day, everybody. And I will catch you guys in my post-game episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode.